Howdy there, my fellow distanced fellas. I am Peyton Zignego here with COVID Operation to bring you your daily dose of cheer. Friday, everybody. You made it once more through another week. This is our fourth week together, I believe. And that means that it is, well, week four. So congrats on that one, buddy. Now is the point in time where I would talk about jelly and what sort of time jelly feels like today or rather vice versa, I suppose. Or no, actually, you know what? Time is jelly and jelly is time. There are time flavored jellies. I think that'd be neat. Does anyone know of like a like a day of the week jam sort of thing where it's like this day is clearly strawberry jam because it has sweet undertones and overtones and a sweet full body flavor but this day is definitely Thursday because of its deep rustic nature. Is it clear that I don't know how to describe jams or jellies or flavors in general? I did watch this show once where they talked about the like umami and and that sort of thing. I'm probably pronouncing that word hilariously wrong, but, you know, they have all these different flavor classifications and all these different very bougie things to describe food with, I would say, but all I know is, mmm, tasty, and mmm, not tasty. I don't understand. Like, these five-star Michelin restaurants can talk big game about how their flavor combinations are really taking in the bold, sweet flavors of this food item and the dark, musky wood-burned flavor of this food and and how they can get those together, but I don't understand. Like, it's just tasty, right? Or not tasty. So why do we have to have all these big fancy words that make you seem smarter about your food when really it's just, hmm, good? I don't know. That's just my take on it. Maybe I'll open a restaurant someday where instead of describing the food in big detailed words, I'll just say, yep, it's tasty. Love Chef Peyton. And the only thing I serve is like a microwave cheeseburger, macaroni, and PB&Js. But you know what? Hey, that's a shop that everyone can get behind, I think. Maybe PB&J can be the time comparison of the week. It's got jelly on it, right? Yes. Okay, we'll go with that. So time comparison for the week. Time is peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Specifically peanut butter and jelly sandwiches made with strawberry jelly because as I've said before, my allegiance is to the strawberries. I apologize to all of you grape lovers or hey, maybe if you like blueberry jam, that's a thing that we put on sandwiches, right? I guess I'm also a big fan of orange marmalade sandwiches with uh, Nutella. That's good too. Can you tell I'm hungry when I record these? Well, actually I'm hungry all the time. It was my birthday on Wednesday, as you know because I talked about it. And I came to realize that I am very food-related and motivated because I think out of almost all of the gifts I was given, at least 75% of them contained a food-related item or was entirely food. And I loved it. Don't get me wrong. It was fantastic. I got a my roommates back in Chicago who are no longer in Chicago because of the whole situation, but they were in Chicago and we were together. They shipped me some pudding from a bakery. That's Magnolia Bakery in Chicago. Uh, That's not exactly where their main one is. I believe they're stationed out in New York, but that's besides the point. The point is, is that they shipped me a whole tub of banana pudding and oh my God, is it so good. Oh, it's amazing. But not only that, but I got a whole cake from one of my friends and a bunch of candy. It's, you know, I'm not upset. Not at all. In fact, I'm overjoyed, but it just made me realize just how much I'm like food related because I got stoked. I don't know. I saw that cake and I was like, 
boy, oh boy, am I excited. I saw that Magnolia Bakery logo and I almost cried. It was, oh, sheer joy. But, you know, that's what gets me thinking, right, is that birthdays are really where people show how they relate you and what they relate you to, you know? So on your birthday or really any, you know, holiday or anything where anyone's giving you any sort of present, you really get to see what they associate you with and what they, like, think of you, essentially. It's actually pretty interesting. Like, I got a lot of sweets. Maybe that's because I'm sweet or because I really like food and enjoying my sweets. Probably the latter, but you know what? I'll hold out hope. You know, it's just an interesting look at the the psyche of you, your friends, and how you relate to each other. I guess if you're bored, as I am, you can connect the dots on your little bulletin board with the, the red string and everything and figure out just what your friends associate you with. It's a fun little game. Well, okay, that's enough psychoanalyzation of my friends. I guess that would be the word. I did take a psych class in high school, so I am able to say that word. To the point of this episode, again, um, because I'm always off track on what my episodes are supposed to be about, today is Ask Peyton. That's right. During the week, you've definitely heard it before if you listen to any episode, because I always plug it at the end of my episodes, because I'm a regular plugger, if you will. And so, hey, if you got questions, comments, or concerns about basically anything, you can email Peyton, P-U-I-T-O-N, at storyarkark.org, and then I will answer them here on this segment right now on Fridays. Not now, because, well, admittedly, didn't receive any questions this week, which is a little unfortunate, but you know what? We can make stuff up, because I am I'm a comedian, after all. I don't know if you could tell by the fact that I am constantly rambling and laughing at my own jokes. Oh, actually, that's a fun fact about the podcast. I typically edit out about 50 little giggles every episode because I'll say something and think it's funny and go, (laughs) yeah, that's good. And then I have to get rid of that because I don't, I don't, I don't want you guys to have to hear that. And also I just feel like if, if you're laughing and I'm also laughing, then that's, that's a little weird, right? Like, come on, you know, (laughs) there's one. I want to edit that one out just as an example. Moving on. Earlier, I mentioned my Chicago roommates, and you have heard one of them before if you've listened to the show, or all the show, I should say. Camille, actually. So she's one of my roommates back in Chicago. And I was, you know, I was thinking about her and my other two roommates, Kat and Hannah, and missing them, you know. And then I realized there's something I miss just as much as them. And it's something I feel like I never would have assumed I'd miss when I left the city. And that is public transit. I miss public transit. I don't know why, or for what reason, or if I'm just cursed or something, but I miss the bus. I miss the L line, which is our subway in Chicago, if you don't know. I miss it. I miss it lots. I miss my little fare card that would always get denied because I would tap it too quickly, and sometimes I'd table tap it and accidentally have to pay $5, and it was really fun. And then you go down the stairs, and everything is sticky, but you don't know why it's sticky exactly, and it's a little worrisome, but you don't think about it because if you put too much thought into it, you're just going to get grossed out and maybe cry. But you have to go on the subway, so you got to go. And then you sit there, and, and here's my favorite part is anytime I had to get somewhere quickly the public transit, it would never come. Specifically the blue line. The blue line is the most finicky of finicky trains. I do not need to go somewhere fast. I'm just casually traveling. They're in a blip. I'm waiting because I really need to go pick someone up from somewhere or I'm late for a meeting. 10 hour delay. And if by this point, if I call an Uber, it's going to be too late anyways. So I guess I'm already sold to the idea of going on the blue line, but 
I miss it. I miss the heart-pounding adrenaline rush of being late for something because the blue line had decided to have a breakdown two stations down from where you are. Another thing I miss about public transit is the people and therefore the people's smells. Because I don't think most people shower before they go on the blue line, or at least that's not what it smells like. It's like a thick musk soup, if you will. Everything about this air that's in the and and any of the line stops really mostly the red line that's the one that has the peak of what I'm talking about here but it's just thick and hot and oh you know what it's um it's like public bathroom air essentially where it's air that's been stuck in there for a while because the fan isn't quite working and it's very heavy air you didn't know air could be that heavy but it's so heavy and it weighs you down but it also lifts you up because hey you know what It's all people soup that you're just a part of. That's right. You're just a big carrot in Mother Earth's people soup. And hey, I find that pretty cool. But back to the trains, they always just reeked. And they said that they cleaned them every day, which I thought was pretty impressive. And I also realized that you need to, because if they didn't clean those things every week, you would just step on just guck every time you walked in there. I've seen my fair share of people vomit on the red line. And it happens. You know what? That's fine. Whatever. I've seen people who are maybe dead, maybe not, probably just sleeping. People sleep on the trains. I wouldn't sleep on the train if I were alone. Not because of like a safety thing, but just because if I woke up, I'd be so disoriented that I wouldn't know what to do and I'd probably start crying and I don't want to cry in public. That's something that drives a lot of my actions actually is crying in public and not wanting to do that. It's a very helpful skill to have. You know, I, I'm very good at finding bathrooms that are secluded to cry in and also pulling back tears when I really need to cry on the blue line, but I just, I won't do it. I'm not going to do it yet. Haven't had a breakdown on the blue line out in public yet, but I know it's coming. Another fun blue line experience was seeing a, a young rat scuttle across the track floor and, oh, he had a Dorito bag in his mouth and I was very proud of him. I really like the mice of Chicago. I miss the mice of Chicago. There was a rat in a trash can eaten out of a Lay's chip bag and I just wanted to hug him and say, you, You are what Chicago is all about. Thank you, good sir, but probably had some sort of disease or several diseases, and I'm a college student who can't pay for medical things, so I decided to leave him be, but just know in my heart of hearts, I was hugging that Chicago street rat. But yeah, that's the Chicago experience, I'd say, is is it's that, the, the public transit being mysteriously sticky and soupy, the rats and the, you know, there's a lot of lovely flora and fauna of Chicago, if you will. The fauna animals being... The rats, mostly alive, occasionally dead. I don't want to get into it. R.I.P. Stuart Little. May he rest in peace. And the pigeons, who I actually love the Chicago pigeons. A lot of people are like, they're the rats of the sky, but I love them. They are so funky. A lot of them are very interestingly colored. Like I've never seen a brown pigeon before until I went to Chicago. And some of them are so chubby. It's adorable. They waddle and, oh, I just, it gets me, it gives me a little smile, a little emotional high, if you will, seeing those little chubby pigeons just waddle away from you nonchalantly. It's beautiful. The amount that they don't care, fantastic. I hope to one day get to their levels. Now, as for fauna, you know, the plants of the city, it's mostly concrete, you know, but there is the occasional game you get to play of, is that a rock or a pile of poop? And you don't know, you never know. But it's, it's kind of fun. It's a fun game to play with friends, especially if you have nothing better to do. It's a good game. You don't smell it. You never do the smell test. No, it's, it's visuals only. And then you try not to get within like two feet of it because, I don't know, worms or something. 
but it, it's a fun game. I trust me, it's I Spy, but but it's poop and rocks. And and that's my favorite Chicago game. Next to how long is it going to take the blue line to come, and and will I puke, and and how many people have touched this and soup. Which ingredient of the human soup am I today? Typically, I would say I'm probably like I said a carrot. I feel like that's a good soup item, and I'm a I'm very good in a soup. You know, some days I feel maybe more like a noodle. You know, it it just depends. <laughs> it just depends. An additional thing about Chicago that I thought was pretty funny, not related to the city entirely, was that I saw these candles that were like a scent of home, you know? And I was like, oh, cool, that'd be neat to get because I miss the city. And so I went to look at what sort of scent Chicago would be just, you know, to make sure I would like it. And it was chocolate drifting in on a breeze from Lake Michigan and yada yada. And I was like, no, 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 I'm sorry. You're giving Chicago way too much credit. I love Chicago. I do. But that is not what it smells like. No, Chicago is more like mysterious food smell drifting in on a breeze that you're not quite sure exactly where it came from because it's a wind tunnel and then getting hit immediately after that nice, well, at least semi-nice food smell with the scent of just something rotting somewhere in a corner. But it's, but it's beautiful. You know, it's this, like I said, I'm going to say soup again. It's this soup of smells and people and oh, it's a wonderful city. Ah, I miss Chicago. Oh golly, look at that. I've talked very long time. All right, well, I suppose I'll let you go for the weekend. Have a fantastic weekend. I hope you enjoyed listening to this week's episode and I'll be back next week on Monday. Got cool stuff planned for you. Don't worry. I'm holding your hand. I must let go now because I need to edit this episode, of course, but I'm holding your hand um, emotionally, I'd say. So thank you. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. And uh, hey, you know, I hope at least one of your dreams comes true this weekend. That's what I want for you. Unless it's a bad dream, in which case I don't hope that. But if it's a good dream, I hope for that for you. There you go. I'm looking out for you. Once again, if you have questions for me for next week so that I don't have to talk about the city soup anymore, you can email those to Peyton at storyarc.org. I look forward to hearing from you. This has been COVID Operation. I've been Peyton Zignego. Stay safe out there. Have a fantastic weekend. Much love. Peyton and Tapioca, over and out.